0: Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurka on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Carmen Brands radio station.
1: Back to work Wednesday up at Hallis. Courtney Cronin joins us in thirty. It's Carmen and Yurk live on State Street, that great street. Watch us today and every day on Twitch. Twitch.tv or download the free app. You can also watch us on YouTube. What do you want to start with? Bears and Packers or a potential uh, tour of Italy? When you're here, your family. What do you want to start with? I think we start with the tour of Italy. By the way, uh, welcome back, Chris Black. Black's back. The whole crew's back together today. Black and Abdallah on the other side of the glass. 100% healthy and ready to rock. None of us are 100% healthy. It's, uh, it's late in the season. Da, 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 da. Black and Abdallah on 6 to 8 tonight after Waddle and Sylvie. You really want to start with this? I want to start with it, Carmen, and, and like, give us a little bit of backdrop here.
2: I've never been more excited for anything in my life That's yeah. not true. Right. right. No, no, no. Yeah.
1: Even the arrival of your baby. Layla's first birthday is coming up. All
2: right, cool. She'll have a lot of them, more of them, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, This is so much better. This started in August where we well, made the it wager. started
1: last NBA season. Right. Well, Carmen had to pick 90% or 80%. Uh, I think 80%. Uh, and which, you did it easily. But yeah, because in the NBA, it's kind of easy yeah. to pick it's a little bit the playoff teams at the start of the year. Because there's yeah. 20 of them you only had to get 16 out of the 20. Correct. And I think I got 17 or 18 out right. of the 20. Yeah. So, I think I got 18 out of the 20. But that's easy in the NBA. Right, right. In football... It's a
3: little tougher. Right. Because of injuries. Joe Burrow goes out. Thank you. If you thought since he was going to make it, all of a sudden, since he's not. And they're going to have eight wins, right? They got eight, they eight wins eight right wins. now.
1: Eight wins. They have right? eight. Even without Joe Burrow, and they still, you know, might be on the outside looking in. Uh, they've been eliminated. They are on the outside. Yeah. I had them winning that division. So no there's an X already. Yeah, there's already
3: no good. You know, uh, so
1: it, it's just harder in football. And so is. Abdallah and Black said, well, you got to do it in football. And I, I think the bar was way too high. So what was, was it 80%?
2: Eighty well, percent. Is that what it was? Eighty percent. I'm pretty sure it was eighty percent. So what? So so that would be eleven. point uh, 2. two. Yeah, we'll yeah, give you
1: eleven. Eleven divided by fourteen is seventy nine percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've got to get eleven out of the fourteen. Eleven out of the yeah. fourteen. Karma. How's it going for you? All right. NFC East. Now it doesn't matter. It, it didn't matter. Right. You just made it's the, the playoffs. playoffs. Right. Just make the playoffs. Okay. You don't have to get them in the right um, order. Eagles. Eagles are in the playoffs. They are. There's one. Uh, I picked the Lions. Uh, that's Lions true. are in the playoffs. And here's the first miss. They haven't been eliminated yet, have they? No, I think they have. No, they haven't. Who? The Atlanta Falcons. Um, not eliminated but, yet,
3: but, but, not, but really but almost uh, impossible. Losing almost every tiebreaker. What tie needs break, to though.
2: happen for the Falcons to get in? Jesus. A lot of things. Do you want me to read
3: it, Adam? Hold on. I've got it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things need to happen. I
2: mean, I need I to know what you're rooting for so you don't have to, you know, waste 1,550 on. calories on the tour to Italy. Yeah. Jeez, a chicken parmigiana, Jesus. a lasagna classico, you guys are killing and their me. signature fettuccine alfredo. All right,
1: Atlanta, Atlanta goes to the playoffs. With a win plus a Tampa Bay loss. A win plus a Tampa loss yes. it's them in. A win plus a Tampa loss. win plus a in. Tampa loss. I'm not feeling good about that one. Okay. Especially after what Excuse happened last me. week really to, to Atlanta. We update this last week, yeah, uh, a- next week. But. A-
3: a- Atlanta got, like, you know, slam dunked let's by the say, Chicago Bears.
1: Let's say that's a miss. Okay. Let's do it. You sunk my battleship. Let's say that's a miss. Uh, 49ers. 49ers are They're in. They're in. That's three. Cowboys. Cowboys are in. That's four. Uh, commanders and, and no good. And then I did pick the Seahawks. They're not dead yet, but not again, yet. very
3: hard. But very. You want to know the
1: Seahawks? So route? you got four of
3: seven, Carm. Yeah, uh, let me know one, the Seahawks.
1: Two, three, four with the, the two
3: teams still alive. Right, two teams alive. You get, you get ch- Seahawks chance of six. Well, either the Seahawks, oh, man. Hey, either the Seahawks or the other one are going to make it. So it would only be five of seven. Right. Well, no, they can both miss. No, I no, I understand, but yeah. if they both oh, then win, it would be five or seven. Oh, right, only one could possibly make it. They both can't make the seven spot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Since there's only one spot open now, so it's already not looking good. Right.
1: Bills, Bills. not clinched yet. Not clinched. yet. I mean, yet. they should make it. They two could concede. still miss though. Yes, yeah, they, they could. They, they could be out, as yeah. we talked about yesterday. They yeah. could be anywhere from two to out, which. I got to be honest, I, I never heard of such a thing going into week the last week of the season. Yeah. You could be the two-seater, be out? It's the way the world works sometimes, Carmen. Bengals, out. Because of the Joe Burrow injury. Yeah, Bengals
3: are out. With a wins. Jaguars. Haven't clinched. Having have not clinched, but they are.
1: If they win, they're in. If they win, they're if in. If they win, they're in. Chiefs are in. Chiefs are in. Dolphins are in. Dolphins are in. Ravens are in. The Ravens are in. And then I even wrote in my notes... Make case for Browns, Uh but I picked the Steelers. Oh no, as the last wild card. Oh no, yeah. Browns are
3: in. Steelers need some help. So right, you're you're four of seven each way right now. You would have to go to six of seven and five of seven to have a theoretical shot. I
1: need all kinds of help. Eleven, yeah. This weekend, you need uh, three teams. So like, I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. And I equate going to the Olive Garden as being dead. Yeah, I'm not dead yet. What a shame. We're trying
4: to when turn this into something. family. But, what about uh, a chicken
2: and shrimp carbonara? A sautéed seasoned chicken, shrimp, and spaghetti tossed in a creamy sauce with bacon and roasted red first peppers. First of all,
1: all you mm. need to know about why the Olive Garden sucks is, read that again, what a chicken and shrimp carbonara? Chicken
2: and shrimp okay. carbonara. Delicious. There's,
1: there's no such thing as a chicken and shrimp carbonara. Carbonara only has a few ingredients. Right.
2: Eggs Which are?
1: Yeah, cheese, cheese. Mm-hmm. Guanciale. 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 That's it. That's it. There's nothing else that goes in carbonara. Eggs,
3: cheese, and a guanciale. They're talking
1: about some cream sauce with shrimp and chicken. Which sounds like vomit.
2: and chicken, shrimp, and yeah. spaghetti. How about this In a creamy sauce. It's the, it, it, like, you no can stop efforts. with that
1: menu item alone for anybody that's ever like, Carm, why are you so hard on them? It's pretty good Italian food. There's no such thing as cream in carbonara, Ooh, there's no such this? thing it as chicken eat. and shrimp
3: how about in carbonara. A, how about
1: on the special menu? The, the fettellini Arabiata.
3: What
2: about a chicken marsala fettuccine? Like, let's just combine uh, everything. Yeah. Chicken marsala fettuccine. It's unbelievable. You only need one plate. A chicken sautéed with same. spinach and mushrooms in a creamy marsala mushroom sauce, served over fettuccine. So wait, is
1: all they do just like take a bunch of things yeah. they think are yes. Italian yeah. and they like, throw yeah, it on one the sloppy plate of
2: Italian food?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, they all just have to unite. It's
1: not going to be good, York.
2: <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Nah, you, oh, although this? you're, you're a little this? rough here. It, you act like this is poison.
1: Yeah. The, the food is okay. How about this no, For what it is. It can't be. It's chicken. okay. You can't put cream what in about carbonara, carbonara. You Hold worry about your Hold cream. On.
2: They can cream what they want. Yeah, they can right. cream whatever they want to. All right, Carl, if you didn't... They've been I, creaming things for if, years. If I couldn't sell you on the chicken and shrimp carbonara, what about a ravioli carbonara? Oh. oh yeah! Cheese ravioli, baked in a creamy sauce with bacon, topped with a blend of Italian cheeses. Yeah, no guanciale. What they, blend? We don't know. They are
1: Italian cheeses. They've completely bastardized. That's what they've done. Arguably, the greatest and most popular cuisine in the world. There's probably only three cuisines that are in the running for most popular in the world. Right? Chinese food, Mexican food, Italian food. Wouldn't you agree? Probably, yeah. Like, those yeah. are really the only three what about, that what, what would uh, hold the mantle. What about the fine line of German sausages? Yeah, I mean, like, that's true. German oh. sausage is pretty popular. <laughs> no, but they, like, smart. they have completely bastardized one of the great
2: cuisines yeah. of the world. What if I told you? You could have not a one cheese, not a two cheese, not a three cheese, <laughs> not a four not cheese, not four cheese, but, but a five, five cheese, cheese. ziti al
1: forno. A- Adam, what uh, what are the five cheeses in the the cinque? There yeah. the cinque formage? Al Forno, can well, you please?
2: I would love to tell you that, but it's a family secret. Ah, it's a it. baked blend of Italian got cheeses, it. pasta, and our signature could, five cheese marinara. You can just so imagine. parmesan, Reggiano, Listen, I can't, yeah. get, I can't get the grandma out of the back to give me the family secrets, yeah. okay? So this no, is just what she not. bakes for you. Of yeah, course Yeah, Pecorino,
3: not. you got a mozzarella, right? You got probably an Asiago. You probably I, have that powdered uh, parmesan. cheese. Yeah. Is There's no, <laughs> no way it's Reggiano. They <laughs> bring the powdered stuff in the green can. I'm dead. From Kraft. (laughs) I'm dead. From
5: Kraft. Here
3: you go. Oh, yeah, they're ordering Kraft. Like, that's coming from Cisco, you know. They shortened it when they got the, you know, Ellis Island. It used to be Kraftinelli, but they shortened it, (laughs) Conor. They got five
2: different kinds of Alfredo, guys.
1: Oh, God. I hate Alfredo to begin with.
4: Like (laughs) you get
2: five I'm not a big
1: Alfredo
2: sauce fan anyway. my my
1: favorite sauce is vodka sauce. Vodka sauce your
3: favorite? I'm with
2: you, Yurko. That's probably my favorite sauce.
1: Vodka sauce is good. Vodka sauce, good sauce. I don't think it's very traditional Italian, but I've had it at good Italian restaurants and it's fine, you know. And my favorite pasta that I probably ever had at a, at a beautiful Italian restaurant
3: is uh, Cacio de Pepe. Cacio e Pepe. Yeah, Cacio e
2: Pepe. So you need a Falcons win and a Tampa loss at Carolina for the Falcons to get in. You I need, need that. You need the Jags to beat the, the Titans. I need that. To get in. I need what do you need for the The Bills need to win. Dude, the Seahawks Bills win. Bills I'm win. The they're Bills they're just need to win, right? Bills, Bills they need to win in. and they're, they're in
3: you got a chance to avoid this. All right, this untimely demise of what your. What about the Seahawks and the, the Steelers? The
1: Seahawks is tough. Like the Seahawks, I need six things down. a win plus a Green Bay loss or tie. Go Bears! That's actually well, good. that's going to
3: happen. You're cheering for the Bears anyway.
1: A Seattle tie plus a Green Bay loss plus a Tampa loss or tie. Or a Seattle tie plus a Green Bay loss plus a New Orleans loss or tie.
2: Carm, it Man, could we work don't out. Need, listen, Kornacki's great on NBC. <laughs> Dude, I need Kornacki. Us, we need Kornacki to tell us how you're getting to the Alabama. Uh, we, we should, like, Adam and I talked about that yesterday.
1: Like, it's more of a visual thing, though, right? Like, it would be awesome to have Cornacki on, but you really, he, it's kind of a visual <laughs> he thing. the numbers about what, like, how crunching likely it is the numbers. for to, like, get to the Olive what's Garden. What's going to happen? Like, could Carmen avoid the Olive Garden? We were going to see if Cornacki wanted to. So,
2: come what had along the Steelers are the last one, right? What's the Steelers? Um, well, if the Steelers win, and like, people are
1: wondering, you know, they're a favorite on the road? Like, because I think people are wondering if Harbaugh's going to play the starters a lot.
2: Yeah, they're a three and a half point favorite, right?
1: Mason Rudolph? Yeah, Mason Rudolph. Mason I, yeah, I got to put play. my faith in Mason Rudolph. But no, I'm saying they're a favorite on the road I get Saturday you. in Baltimore because he's going to rest Baltimore's Baltimore's
3: clinched everything. Lamar's on the bench. All the good guys are on the bench. Go play, play like
1: the uh, third exhibition game. So a Pittsburgh win, you know, the Steelers don't get in with a win, you guys. They need help. Yeah. Pittsburgh win plus a Buffalo loss or a Pittsburgh win plus a Jayville loss, like that wouldn't even help me. A Pittsburgh win plus a Houston Indy tie. Jeez. A Pittsburgh tie plus j loss plus Houston Indy doesn't end in tie. So there's got to be a winner of that game. Yeah, there's got to be a winner. Or a J-Ville loss plus a Denver win plus a Houston Indy doesn't end in a tie.
2: You got all that? Have you heard of uh, shrimp, shrimp Scampy? I've heard of shrimp scampi. Well, I present to you chicken scampi. Chicken, chicken. <laughs> chicken scampi. Chicken scampi sauteed with fresh Even I'm Chicken sauce. scampi. And what? In a creamy scampi sauce. What is a creamy scampi sauce? It's crazy. Everything
1: just creamy. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
3: Harm. This stuff is all supposed to come from Italy. They got a chef. Oh, really? They so got a chef there. Pasta, yeah. all just all like Chef Boyardee. Maybe
1: you haven't been. Yeah. All maybe tried. you don't know. I was at an Olive Garden once in East Lansing. Michigan. M- yeah. Me oh, and Trail, uh, it's a great location. one of, one of yeah. my best friends in, town. Oh in life, uh, Tim Burke, who uh, married his high school sweetheart. And you we got morons to like
3: Pat Boyle in the back. Yeah. Cooking the food, you know, when they're 18, <laughs> 19, and 20. <laughs> she went. Take a shot. Play with the Michigan State. Oh, Michigan yeah.
1: State. Follow along. Tracy went to Michigan State. Tim and I drove for a weekend once when she was uh, at Michigan State. We spent a weekend in East Lansing. It was the only time I've ever been in an Olive Garden in my life. And I ate the breadsticks, and I had a little bit of the salad, and salad. I refused to eat anything else. Well,
3: I mean, what about the minestrone?
1: No. What about the pasta fagioli? Uh, Hold on. You refused to have dinner? Yes. Yeah. I How bre- childish is that? I, well, first of all, sat was, there, You sat there, and you said, I'm not going to eat. You're like an infant. Like, I was probably 20. Are you serious? Maybe 21. I was probably 20. <laughs> Only time I was in an That's amazing. That's 27 years ago. I didn't eat. <laughs> I think I uh I had breadsticks and salad. What is that Italian dressing? Come on, salad? Um and that was it. <laughs> the only time I've ever been sick. I you know, will not eat this pasta. I wasn't going to eat it. I looked at the menu and I'm
3: like, uh, there's no. a guy on Instagram, right? And he married an American girl. He's an Italian guy. And his wife now all she does is bust his chops and like wait he's an italian he's guy he's an italian guy from and, italy and he
1: married a married an american, american
3: girl and he's over here and they go back to italy too but they they're over here and she does everything she can just to irritate him knowing that you know you, you're italian Heritage. Heritage and your Italian uh, specifics that you guys have with your meals. She'll always do something to bust his chops. So does she and, then, him out, and he bro? goes crazy. He yeah. goes crazy. It's like, no, this is not how you do it. This is not what you do.
1: I'm pretty much screwed, you gotta, I gotta, feel I'll like. I'll find
3: the guy and I'll give it to you.
1: So we'll see how the weekend shakes out.
3: You never know. There's a, a chance. Two teams week. win. you you got Buffalo and Jacksonville win. You've got two of the three, right? Buffalo and Jacksonville win. You've got two
1: of three. Well, I've already got one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven. I only have seven locked in. I need four more.
3: Oh, God.
1: You are in trouble. You need
3: four out of the five. <laughs> you better, You better start taking a flame to your palate, kid, and killing the taste buds.
1: I mean, like, I've got a lot. Like, my only teams that are eliminated are the Commanders. In the Bengals. So I've got like if I'm sitting at the Po if I'm playing Texas Hold'em, I've got some outs. Yeah. You got some. You know, like I've got some outs. It's just gonna be hard, I think, mathematically to even get with all the different I think scenarios. Really in the nuts. I think it's gonna be hard to get to four more. I think you got problems to kid. get to
2: eleven.
3: All right, we've got, we're updated. Well, there you go. Everybody knows what's happening what's going
1: on. Not All good. Right. It's not
3: good. All right.
2: It's not good. I think it's great. I don't know I what you're talking about. It, this I, is, I can't wait to go to ball. the Olive Garden. I think it's a travesty. I'm so excited to go. We, <laughs> it's going be we 3 o'clock. By the, drove by it the other day with what? Whitney, and I was like, I can't wait to go there. <laughs> what? 3 o'clock
3: what day? Next week. What, day next week? No, what? day next week? No, we're not 3 o'clock. What day next week? we got to go after the show. After the show, what are you talking about? We're going after the show. Not
1: going what are we? What are we? Eighty? We're gonna hang hang eat at three.
3: Around, o'clock? Whoa, to what, gonna, what are you gonna? We're gonna go at seven o'clock. We're
1: on the air eight.
2: we're so talking yeah. about eight thirty dinner. Yeah. Oh, all right. So uh, we gotta yeah. go like on, right Uncle at three. Ed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are they we gotta open? to go right okay? after the show.
1: Okay. All right. Is there one in Chicago? Yeah. There's
2: one right off of Addison. Right there off is? the highway. Yeah. Mm. At Addison. I yeah. Can't wait. It's,
1: like, it's not far from where I live. I hope that's one of the good ones since it's in the city. Oh, it's maybe sure. they get, do they get the Do they get maybe the, they the better
3: six, chefs? Maybe they do a six cheese instead they, of a five. Do they get cheese. the better chefs at that hey, one? Maybe Pat Boyle's moonlighting at that
1: one. <laughs> I never, think it's not in not the, uh, the parking lot a of a Home wow. Depot, for, perhaps, only, or something like that.
3: Yeah, the only one you were at was Michigan State. That's the only one. So, so that's East why, Lansing, Michigan. That, that's why Pat Boyle
2: gets a couple shots across the bow. It's right down the street from a Portillo's, so you'll be able to see what you could have.
1: I'm going to go to Portillo's afterwards. Oh,
2: you're going to be full after the tour to Italy. Cleanse the palate. Three one
1: two three three two three seven seven six the seven ways we got we got some interesting bears packer stuff to talk about justin fields the debate continues i mean national stories everywhere you look right now oh
3: yeah
1: about what like the primo position the bears are in but how important the decision is what are they going to do and has justin done enough to convince them 312-332-3776 it's carmen New york we'll be right back
2: you're listening to carmen The show on Twitter at
0: Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We've got Tracy
1: Butler freaked out because Tracy's listening. By the way, is it? I think it's Tracy's thirtieth anniversary. It is That's Tracy's thirtieth anniversary. Not, not, not like in marriage, like here no, at like ABC here. Yeah, it's when she started here. Amazing. Yeah. Congrats, Tracy. Thirty she, great years. You believe that? She's a huge fan of the Steelers. She's she listening is. to us as she always does on her way home. She goes, "Wait." Yeah. She said she thought, and she knows pretty much everything there is to know about the Steelers. Steelers yeah. She thought it was a Pittsburgh win and. Houston or Indy loss, and since they're playing each other, that essentially means Pittsburgh would be guaranteed a spot if they beat Baltimore. But no, that if unless I'm the caveat. No, it's right in front of you. This is provided to us from stats and info. From Pittsburgh needs. A bunch of different stuff, but a win plus a Houston-Indy tie, tie gets them in. A Houston-Indy tie. A Houston or Indy, one of those teams wins, they leap Houston. They get, I'm sorry, they leap Pittsburgh even if right. the Steelers win. Yes. So Tracy's all freaked out. Yeah, she should be. Her Pittsburgh Steelers. She thought it was.
3: I mean, they need some quarterbacking, man. Yeah. They've got
1: problems. Life after Ben has not been good. It has not been. In the last year and a half of Ben wasn't good either, so. All right, coming up this Sunday, it is the 208th all-time meeting between the Bears and the Packers. God, this would feel good if the Bears won. You know, we go back to the opener and, like, how unprepared they were. And we talked about, remember, like, the statement they could make? They were so unprepared. And it was in Chicago. It it was here. It was a kick in the balls. It was at home. How good would this feel, the way the Bears have finished in this second half of the season? Oh, yeah. It'd feel real. How good. good would this feel like going into the offseason? And the very easy comp to make. Excuse me, the stupid cough. Um, you can't get rid of it. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. And and I hope I have this scenario right. I think I do. Um, remember the, the Lions and the Packers played the the final game here. They played the night game. Yes. And they put it there because it was potentially going to be either team wins and gets in. Mm -hmm. Now, the only caveat to that was a Seattle win in the late window would have eliminated the Lions. I think I have that right. I'm almost positive that was the scenario. I believe you're correct. And Seattle won. Yeah. So the Lions were eliminated. The NFL didn't quite get what it wanted. NBC didn't quite get what it wanted. But they got one hell of a game. They did. Yeah. And they got a Lions team that finished the second half of the season surging. And they beat the Packers in Green Bay when all the Packers had to do was win and go to the playoffs. A similar sort of situation is presenting itself. The Packers have not been eliminated. If they win... I'm going to
3: die, Yurko. Well, if they win, Carmen, they're in. If they win, they're in.
1: Um, Wait, is is that simple for Green Bay? I think Green Bay (laughs) needs a little help, because there's so many teams jumbled up. Hold on, I'll get it for you in a minute. If
3: Green Bay gets to nine, though, right? I will get it. Hold on. If they get if there's denied, a bunch of
1: scenarios here. I just got to find There's teams it. in the South
3: that can get them also, but I don't know what the tiebreakers are. That's why you've got the tiebreaker sheets. Okay, on Green front of
1: you. Bay. Yeah. Green Bay clinches a playoff berth, Yurko. Mm hmm. Green Bay clinches a playoff berth. Uh, yeah, you're right. Green Bay, a win. And then there's a whole bunch of other scenarios. A Green Bay win would get them in. That's it. That's all they got to do. So is win. it's the same scenario. Like yeah. if the Bears could do what the Lions did. And make us, like, give the fan base something to be excited about. It would almost about. feel
3: like two and two it, victories.
1: Listen, like, you'd give the fan base something to be excited about. You'd give that organization and that building something to be excited about, I think, going into the off season, Right? Yeah, absolutely. The Bears are about a three-point underdog. It'd feel like
3: two victories. It they, would feel like two victories if they can beat them. They've lost nine
1: straight to the Packers. Yeah. Nine. They've lost 14 of the last 15. The last win was the division clinching win in December of 2018. They haven't. Like, think about what's happened in this world since 2018, dude. That's the last time the Bears beat the Packers. That's a long time ago. We were like a year and a half away from the stupid pandemic. Like, that's the last time the Bears beat the Packers since 2009. You want to venture a guess at the record? You want to know what the Packers are against the Bears since 9:30 games, including the playoff game? Uh, I would say they're 26 and four. <laughs> you nailed it. Put another way, the Bears are four and 26. Yeah. Versus the Packers since 2009, the Packers own basically seven, eighth seven out of every eight games they've played since 2009. Seven out of every eight, folks, the Packers have won. It's it's a joke. And so when you say it almost would feel like two wins, yeah. like I don't think you're crazy for saying that. It, no, it would. It would send us into such like it would put us in a great mood going into oh the playoffs oh my god knowing
3: that the the what we are watching the rest of the year is what the bears will be participating
1: in next like year. like you could have knocked them out you could potentially knock them out knock them out and you could like feel all the good vibes about how you finish the season yes. and you finally beat the packers yes
3: you go 3 and 3 in your own division you tied the packers one game under what i estimated they were going to be this That's year it would be great That would be fantastic wouldn't it be great yeah. I'd feel good. I
1: bet you our listeners feel good about that too. Do you agree with Yurko? It feel like two wins. Two wins. Somebody might say it might feel like three for crying yeah. out loud. The way it's been, you're four and twenty six against them since two thousand nine. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Adams and Wheaton. Hey, Adam.
5: Hey guys. So my dilemma is I'm fighting with this guy on a group in Facebook, and we all know Facebook group chats. The so guys don't know what they're talking about. So he's saying on a trade with Washington to move up one spot, he thinks a trade is good enough where we swap first first pick and second pick, and we also get two third-rounders and a fourth-rounder from Washington, I think he's nuts. Well, and is he looking at the close it, to being enough?
1: Is he looking at the trade value chart? Is that what he's going off of? That could be right.
5: for I have two, no we, idea. We, we look but at. It the other I don't day. think that's enough for. I don't think that's so wait, enough for so, a guy that's quote unquote a generational talent.
1: So he's saying he's saying flop one and two, right? And then Washington gives what else? Two fourth rounders,
5: two thirds and a fourth. That absolutely and then would be also, enough. No. And then also adding to that, then we would also trade down to three with New England, which I'm, I don't even remember what that was, yeah, but that, that trade was fine. Right,
3: but that's not going to happen. You, you're not going to go to two, and you're not going to go to three. You're not going to go to four. We already saw that the difficulties of that, trying to pull off multiple trades like that. Hmm. Adam, thanks, buddy. Um, I don't think teams are in the business of trying to enrich one team with gazillions of picks. There's going to be one team that jumps up and goes to number one. Mm. And then you're going to fall where you fall. There might be another one that trades up on the day of the draft. On the day of the draft, if they see it work their way.
1: Kind of like Arizona did last year. They might jump up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The way Houston did yes. last year. Yes. That's interesting.
3: And the day of the draft, I think it becomes a little bit different. Yeah. So I would like to have the, is, uh, the situation settled well before the draft. But the
1: difference between one and two is only 400 points. Oh, I got you. I understand what you're You're saying. You're not making up that huge of a difference. Well, that would be a second-rounder for sure. Yeah, well, he's saying like two-thirds, two-second, two-fourths. That easily would make up. Yeah,
3: but I don't want two-thirds and two-fourths. I got a better chance of getting an impact player with
1: a second-round pick. I did. By the way, Yerk, I did a little uh, experiment last night I thought you guys might like about like where – Position like positionally in the draft where a couple of key positions on offense tend to fall, based on like the Marvin Harrison Jr. stuff and the. Right. I, I think you might find it a little interesting. I'll throw that at you in a little bit. Okay, okay maybe not we'll, a problem. We'll, we'll do it maybe after Courtney. Courtney's going to join us next. Sit tight if you're on the phones. We have got all afternoon for phone calls. Courtney's our only guest. We're just going to check in when they're coming up next. See what's cooking up at Hallis. Uh, I do want to play Ibraflus with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday, talking about his contract status, his future. Uh, you can probably imagine, if you missed it, how Iberflus answered, but it's worth spinning back. 312 332 Courtney gives us an update live at Hallis next.
3: Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just
1: ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll get back out to the phones in a little bit. Cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie. At 2, it's Carmen and Yurko. can watch us on Twitch. You can watch us on YouTube, you can listen on AM1000, you can listen on the ESPN Chicago app, you can listen on FM 100.3 HD2. Lots of ways to watch and listen and get interactive with us. Courtney Cronin joins us on the CarX and Auto Guest Hotline. Happy New Year, Courtney. Excellent uh, article yesterday. We talked a lot about it on ESPN.com. People uh, check it out. It's lengthy. It's detailed. It's filled with great stuff. She wrote it with Jeremy Fowler. I'm assuming uh, you got uh, plenty of hate in your inbox for pointing out for doing your job and pointing out Justin Field's fourth quarter struggles over his career though.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a time where like it's a good problem to have. you know, you guys have been around this before where people have dealt with you know the 70-30 split among quarterbacks, whether you hate them or you like them. And that's frustrating, I'm sure, for fans, but that provides more clarity. I know a lot of Bears fans don't want to see it the way that it very clearly is, especially it's really the vocal the my, vocal my section no of the Justin Fields hive, uh, we'll call it that, that say there is no such thing as a 50 50 split, that it's 85 20, 85 15, or 80 20. And it's just, that's just not true. Um, because not everybody, like one thing we have to realize, and this is like, one of the smartest things one of my bosses told me when I got hired to ESPN about less than 20% of the world population is on Twitter (laughs) just because there's people on Twitter right now that are screaming into the void saying that Justin Fields without a shadow of a doubt is going to be the person that you pay $300 million to that this organization should hedge everything on. They make up only a portion of the overall fan base because there's many people, at least it's the most polarizing quarterback situation I've ever covered because the, the The amount of people that are for Justin Fields is met with an equal amount of those who are, who are against Justin Fields, who don't want him here next year, who want the Bears to to use the number one overall pick on a quarterback. But it creates a really a really you know layered debate. I won't say it's a smart debate because I think that you get people who get so blind in their um, in their fandom for for one way things going one way or the other. But it uh, it's an It's certainly the off season runs through Chicago once again, and they actually have a quarterback decision to make this year. Unlike last year, when even when things were ending at the end of the 2022 season, it did not feel like this team was headed towards getting a quarterback. It felt like with what Brian Pohl said early, that he would have to be blown away to draft Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, that we knew they were sticking with Justin Fields this time around. It's a lot more unknown and, I think that's okay to point out without, um, you know, casting judgment on what you think they're going to do one way or the other.
1: So I think that's a good point. I think it's why we're going to have months here in the late winter and early spring to figure out what's going to happen there because, like, maybe they get blown away by a trade offer in the offseason for Justin. Maybe, as you just said, they fall in love with one of these quarterbacks. We'll see. The easier question, I think, to answer now is the coach. Do you believe Ibraflus is back?
0: I do. And things have been trending that way for a couple weeks now. It would, I'd be very surprised come Monday if there was, you know, an Adam Schefter tweet at 8am that Eberflus has been relieved of his duties. Um, I, I just don't see that happening. And, and I'll take a step back on that. I've been told for weeks that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, which we detailed in our story, of course it looks because of the way that these two seasons have played out, you know, even with the improvement, their futures are murky, but you have to look at Ryan Poles' future differently through a different lens than you look at with, with Matt Eberflues. And from my understanding, for weeks, that, that I've been saying this, it's never really come into question for me and for those I've talked to inside and outside of Palace Hall. Um, that's, that's, the way, that's been the feeling for a while now. But when it comes to Flus, you know, the last couple games, winning four of your last five, like when people say, oh, there's nothing to play for for this team because they're out of the playoffs, that's not true. Um, there's a lot in terms of the stake of coaches trying to keep their jobs, trying to prove that even when things look bleak as far as, you know, the team doesn't have any postseason, ap- post-season aspirations anymore because they've been eliminated, what kind of f- team do you get to show up in Green Bay? And as much as Eberflus is downplaying the whole Green Bay thing and going in there and upsetting the Packers, you cannot overstate – how much that means to this family? Like the owners of the Chicago Bears have not, like they haven't had glory over Green Bay since 2018. This would mean a lot to them, and that is something that you cannot look past. And I know a lot of people are going to poo-poo that, thinking, "Oh, it's just a game against a, an eight and eight team that really isn't that far off from the Bears." And look at it without emotion. Well, I don't necessarily think that the McCaskies, and the way that they look at this is the same as the coaching staff just trying to go in and coach for their job, but that it holds a lot of weight. And for good reason, because they're a charter franchise, this rivalry means a lot and they haven't been on the winning side of it. And to carry that momentum into the off season is no small thing. I know that the season, you know, from time it ends till time it starts up with training camp, is about eight months. Like that's the momentum that they think that they can build on, and so with when it comes to Eberflus, I think he will be the one building on that in 2024.
1: You pretty much answered my next question, but uh, you summed it up. Like Yurko and I were just talking about this; it would mean a lot. Like Yurko said, it would almost feel like two wins. It's eerily similar to what the Lions did when they were already eliminated and yeah. went in and beat the Packers in their building in week 18 last year. Like I don't know if the Bears are on the same trajectory as the Lions were in the second half. I mean, we really saw that offense in the second half last year start to take form. But I agree with you. Like it would be it'd be pretty significant for fans, for those players, the coaches that will be back, the family, everybody in that building if they win on Sunday.
0: It shows that the that the, the process is working. Not to steal a Philadelphia 76ers ism there but their process what they've bought into what they have invested in if you end the year on a high note you're not thinking about the what ifs you're not thinking about well maybe like they need to we need to change this position or we need to have somebody else making these calls at this coaching position like you're probably close keeping things closer to as is and in a lot of different respects, based on this Green Bay game, um, because you want to have that feeling again. Like you don't want to be the laughing stock of the division, which very clearly they've turned the tide on. They, it was a 12 game losing streak in, of NFC North games that they broke this year when they were able to beat Minnesota and then go beat Detroit again and to get a, you know, to split with your division rivals this year. When's the last time we can say that that happened where they went three and three against NFC North teams? It's been a while. Um, so no, I mean, there's and of course you don't, you, when we, when we try to be rational about it, which I know, like, and I get frustrated about this because the amount of irrational comments that come out about the quarterback situation, about Eberflus, about where this team is headed, about what Ryan Poles can do in the offseason, This is a business at the end of the day. You can't, of course, base anything on one win here or there, whether it's the Green Bay win, whether it's the Detroit win at home a few weeks ago, but those things add up. It's the culmination of all of that, which they will have to look at in the off season. And a win here goes a very long way towards what they feel like they're building and what they feel like they can build on starting in free agency and then, of course, in the draft.
3: You know, everybody's beat up nowadays. Um, I think the Bears are a little bit healthier than most people. Jalen Johnson, uh, how is he and is he going to be ready for this game?
0: So he's not practicing today, neither is Cole Komet. Um, And that's, you know, that sounds like it's more precautionary than anything else. Iberflue said they needed another day with the training staff, but you're probably going to want Jalen Johnson out there. Uh, of course, because you're playing your starters. This is not a game where they're going in saying, yeah, we'll play some guys, probably pull some guys after halftime. This is a normal game for them. So for Jalen Johnson, I know he wants to be out there. He was limited to 20 snaps in that last game. The silver lining here, though, is if that shoulder is not healthy enough to go. And remember, he can't just be thinking about week 18 and going to beat the Packers. He's thinking about his contract, too. Um, And he should be. He should be thinking about more than just one game and not getting himself more hurt if he plays if he's not ready to play, but the contingency plan that they have has worked out really well. Again, another major feather in the in the cap of Ryan Polls because to draft not only Tyreek Stevenson, which was that 61st pick I believe in Carolina, that they ended up moving up to go into the second round to go get him. So you have him, you have Terrell Smith and you have Kyler Gordon. Like you're you're in an okay spot. Like that's not you know code red, if you don't have Jalen Johnson out there, obviously they would prefer that. they would like to see him out there, and you know for him, who knows it could be his last game as a bear doesn't really feel like it right now. I don't understand why on earth you'd get rid of somebody like that or let them hit the free agent market with how effective they've been in this defense. but it is one to monitor uh it does sound though like there is some positive there's a positive outlook more than it being something with like Darnell Mooney right now, who's still in concussion protocol. And I would not be surprised if we don't see him out there um, the remainder of the season.
1: All right, Courtney, anything else we should know?
0: I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, it's just going to, the next couple of weeks, like when we get to Monday, which is going to be locker clean out day. And then typically they do kind of a state of the franchise on on Tuesday. The vibe up here is, and I've noticed this for a couple of weeks now, it just doesn't feel like there's going to be much change right away that you would expect in a place like a Washington um, coming up with Ron Rivera, or even, even new England with Bill Belichick. I don't know how they're going to do that, mm. but they've had three seasons, three losing seasons in their last four. So we'll see, but you know, for, for a team that could finish eight and nine, I've asked myself this question a lot, knowing that Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles have, you know, in the, the autonomy element of it, like, you know, this will be Ryan Poles' decision to make, Um how do you fire a coach that goes eight and nine? You know, I've thought that for weeks. Like, if that's the case, if they win out and that's five of their last six games, that's improvement. That's somebody who has done exactly what the Bears asked him to do after that two and seven start, which you know will make make for a conversation. But I don't think it's going to be a very long one because everything right now is pointing towards Eberflus getting retained for another year.
1: Courtney, thanks. We'll talk next week. All right.
0: Thanks, guys. Take we'll care. See
1: There's Courtney Cronin at Courtney R Cronin on X. Joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline, Matt Ruflus talks about his future and what might happen next Monday. Coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Waddle and Sylvia, too. Peggy is in for Waddle today. Black and Abdallah on tonight, 6 to 8. So lots of live local programming the rest of the day. Justin Fields will meet the media on this Back to Work Wednesday up at House. We'll carry that live here in your home for the Bears. Matt Überflus joins Waddle and Sylvia every week for the coaches' show. Sylvia asked him yesterday, has he been told he'll be back Next year, take a listen.
5: Yeah, all, the, all those conversations we're going to have um, right after the season here. So, you know, we're obviously, you know, all locked in on Green Bay right now, game planning as we speak. And we'll have all those conversations, you know, with the players, uh, with the coaches. I will have with GM ownership. And uh, I welcome them to have those uh, conversations. And uh, it's how you grow and get better.
3: But y- you've been very detailed with us about evaluating those players and what you're going to be a part of. It just seems like with the momentum and with some of the reports out there, and you've even been a little more at ease lately
5: with us. Like you haven't been told at all about your future with this team. Yeah, like I said, all those conversations will happen next week, and as they should. You know, that's at the end. That's when it's uh, that's it's over. It's unfortunate, you know, that we you know couldn't uh, you know crack into the playoffs this year, but we got one game left.
1: So that's how Eberflus answered it yesterday. Salvatore's in Peoria on ESPN 1000 with Carmen in York. Hey, Salvatore.
5: Carm, Johnny Handsome, How are we doing today, boy? Good, buddy. How are you? Great. Good. Hey, uh, I- I'm hearing, you could tell listening to Courtney, you know, she's calling Coach Eberflus, now she's calling him Flus. you know, and, and all this, this chatter that's going on. But the question I have is it's such a long offseason, eight months. Uh, everybody seems to think that we're going to go in there and we're going to get a W, which I hope we do. But – what, what is going to stick out more? The loss? If we go up there and we get our heads kicked in, eight months later we're, we're back feeling negative? Because I know the Cubs are going to crap all over my year. Uh, you know, nothing good's going to happen eight months. You know, and the Blackhawks are sucking right now. But, but what's going to carry more momentum in, in eight months? Is there such thing as momentum after eight months, in, in your guys' opinion?
1: Well, I, I think – I don't know, Salvatore. That's, that's a fair question. Yurko can maybe talk about that more specifically that's why you brought up the Lions. I mean, does it, right. could it really carry from, you know, January to next September? Well, September, the
3: two teams that you can look at that have kind of gone, the Lions have kind of taken the next step. Yes. The Jaguars kind of have not taken the next step. That's an excellent point. So I, th- I think if you look at both of those teams, you could see either direction it can go. This year's success does not guarantee next year's success. That gives you a pretty good indication of what might happen. But now you got to go to training camp. you got to create that fervor again. you got to create that passion again. you got to create that the good feelings that you had with the team this year. But every game is going to have its own dynamics. It's going to have its own uh, individual plays that are either going to make or break you during that game. It's either going to propel you to a 10, 12-point victory, or it, it's going to hinder you and it might, might create a loss. All that stuff starts all over again. You know, but... Every team that I've been with in in, in 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 Green Bay, were terrible four and twelve. Then we went nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, eleven and five. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah, in man. Jacksonville, we went nine and seven, and we were eleven and five the next year. I think we we're eleven and five the year after that, going to the playoffs all three years. Then they made it to the AFC Championship game and lost to Tennessee that next year. So you know they went to two uh, AFC Championship games in four years, but. You would hope you come back and you've got young talent, you've got hungry talent, you're making your talent that much better, uh, you've got a lot of draft equity, you're hoping you can come back and replicate the performance that you had.
1: All right, there you go. Now once,
3: you're in the playoffs,
1: now, once you're in the playoffs, you're in the dance. You've got a chance to do anything once you're in the playoffs. Bears lost week one to the Packers as about a field goal favorite. Uh, outscored, outgained. Now they're a three-point dog. Can they pull the upset and knock Green Bay out of the playoffs? Josh is in Columbus on ESPN 1000. Hey, Josh.
4: Hey, boys. Appreciate you feeling my call. You got it. Hey, um, wanted to kind of kick the tires a little bit on this uh, Courtney Cronin article um, yesterday. and wish I knew she was coming on. I would have called in a little bit earlier. Um, but the two highlights that I kind of take from this conversation or this article is you know, when Courtney's kind of forecasting what we can expect in terms of a potential Justin Fields trade or forecasting, you know, what we might be able to get in return for like the number one pick. And, you know, she highlights the, um, you know, the trade last year that we made, right, as well as the Sam Darnold trade. And I just, it's maybe it's a little bit of a red flag just for me, but like both those trades were orchestrated by the same franchise under an right. owner yeah. who, you know, for lack of better words, seems to be a bit of a half you know? And, like, I'm just curious if, like, if you look at all the blockbuster quarterback trades, right, like not just the ones where teams are sending multiple first-round picks to go up in the draft, right? Like, I bet the Jets are pretty darn happy Aaron Rodgers didn't hit that playing time threshold. You know, I bet the Cleveland Browns would like to have their three first-round picks for Watson back. Mm -hmm. The Broncos sent two first-round picks for Russell Wilson, and they're trying to get out of that deal already. So I, I'm just curious if, if you guys think like this quarterback market maybe might find its find its level a little bit, or well, if teams might hold their water at kind of like that five, six, seven spot instead of mortgaging the entire future to go up for a, for a lottery. Well, right, yeah. Josh, that's a good yeah. talking point. I'm and, glad you brought it, it up. It
3: Depends how good people believe
1: Caleb Williams or Drake Mayer. I think you're right, Yorgin. I think it's more likely that. Any other team, not just with David Tepper, who seems to be a madman. Let's face yeah. it, a very successful businessman. I get it. The guy's worth twenty billion dollars. Mm-hmm. It's impressive, but he seems to be a madman. He can't hold his water though. Yeah, can't hold his water, yep. and he's you know dictating policy on who to draft. Yeah, if you believe that story, and it sounds like he really flubbed it uh, because Frank Reich and the the coaches wanted C.J. Stroud. So he sounds like a bit of a madman. So I get where Josh is going. Like. The two trades we're talking about were orchestrated by the same wild, crazy owner who might not know a damn thing about football. But I think it'll be easier to find a desperate team to make a big trade to come up and get the number one pick. If somebody's in love with one, one of those two. If somebody's in love two. with the quarterback. Yeah. Yes. I think that's more Some, likely.
3: Somebody's in love and think they're one quarterback away or an inexpensive quarterback, more importantly. An inexpensive quarterback. Uh,
1: a controlled quarterback. Right.
3: A young, cost-controlled quarterback. Right, cost-controlled quarterback. Because you bring him in, you give him $5 million a year for four years, and you can, if you've got a team, you can then build around him also, which is important. So I, I think that's where the advantage is also. You've got to remember the cost control that you'll have in your first four or five years before you have to pay him. Maybe with a team that's already
1: set and ready to rock and roll. Any chance... No, this is, too, this is too much of a long shot.
3: I mean, New England's and got a great defense. No, I, I'm going way off okay, the Okay, you're here. going off the beaten path. You I'm ready? Go.
1: Yeah. Any chance, any chance Sean Payton says, you got to get me up to one or two? You, well, two doesn't matter. We need one. You got to get me to one. They're 14 right now. And remember, remember, he's told us the story. And he's told others, but he told Carmen and Yurko. They were drafting Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid and Brett Veach jumped them by one position. One. Any chance Sean Payton now six, what is it, six, seven years later says, it's not going to happen again. I love quarterback X. I want him. You brought me here for this reason. How much did they lose in trade? What do they have left? That's how, a great question. How much did they lose because in they already in the trade gave to off. Russell Wilson? Yeah.
3: And if, if anything, yeah,
1: he he could identify maybe Mahomes. Because t- yeah. Tankathon's got them as 14. Is that theirs? Because Tankathon's always up to date. Like it, always. Tankathon would have a picture. And it doesn't. It. It's got them at 14. What was the compensation
3: for Russ? That, well, Wasn't there know. another first-rounder? I don't know. Russ has been there for – is this his third year here or second This is year. Russ's
1: second year. So maybe everything no, – No, 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 no. What are we talking about? It was Russ's – yeah, yeah, second year it was Russ's okay, second year. That's in what I'm saying. Oh, so they're already gone. Are they? I'm already saying cleared they may have already cleared out everything that they have given but up for the, in terms of the first rounders. Tankathon's got it as it's Denver's pick. They're, they I don't ever recall them being wrong. So, so if you're going down to 14, that's a lot. That's one one. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Like, any chance? Peyton but, but, says, it, I need a quarterback. We're moving off if a run. there's
3: anybody that can look at these quarterbacks and be able to judge who might be successful, it's him. That's though. what I mean. Remember, he told He's us. Got we got were drafting
1: eye. Patrick Mahomes. He's got an
3: eye. Okay? he was part of the he is part of the group that got um, that got Tony Romo to Dallas. Yes. He was part of the group that was down there. He, he was, was down there at the time. He was the guy who signed Drew Brees when right. Saban didn't want him. Exactly. He signed Drew Brees when he was wants. in Miami at the time. Um, he went down there to look, and he said, uh, I missed out on Romo. He wanted Romo again. Right. They weren't going to trade Romo from Dallas to to New Orleans. Right. So they said, fine, because Romo didn't play early on, but he knew Romo could play. Right. He said, fine, we'll take uh, Drew Brees. They brought him in. They looked at his shoulder. They said, it's fine. It's not a problem. Right. If there's one guy in this league that can look at quarterbacks and say, hey, this guy's a quarterback, it would be Sean Payton. I would watch what he does this offseason, okay.
1: who he brings in, who he works out. I got some numbers for you, uh, and a set of them might be a little scary. We'll talk about that when we return in two minutes.